You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello, it's Rebecca, Inspiring Your Shine, and I have a special guest here today. This is Corey Noble. She and I went to high school together. We hadn't really seen much of each other, and I keep in touch with her a little bit online, comment on her stuff every once in a while. She has like a rockin' body, so I'm always commenting on, you know, how how I admire, like how great she looks and things like that, but she had started this group called Inspire on Facebook, and it just kind of came out of a passion of hers to chat with other people about things that she knows that she likes to share wisdom. So she asked if I want to join this group and I'm so glad that I said yes because I got in the group and she comes on a Facebook Live and completely blows me away with this incredible talk on goals. She called it the anatomy of a goal and I was like, on the, the Facebook Live, I was just blowing up her feed, telling her, this is amazing, and I would love it if you would talk to my podcast listeners and share what you had to say. It's just something that you've probably never heard before. I'm setting this up for it to be great because I promise you it is, so make sure that you stay tuned. And I would love for Corey to just tell a little bit about herself before we get into the meat of everything. That was quite an introduction. That was <laughs> sweet. You're so good at this. You're just such a professional. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, it's awesome to reconnect with someone from, you know, childhood, basically. That's the beauty of Facebook, because without Facebook, we wouldn't have been able to connect like that. Exactly. So that's amazing. I I'm an entrepreneur above all else. Well, maybe not above being a mom. I'm definitely a mom. <laughs> um, but very true entrepreneur, always have been. Uh, didn't realize I was, I just thought I had a lot of ideas. I thought everybody had a lot of ideas. Um, so had a lot of jobs. always felt like I would outgrow the position that I was in and get bored quickly. Yeah. I thought I wasn't a good worker. Um, so <laughs> it was like when I started doing the first entrepreneurial thing I did was I sold Mary Kay. Mm. And that was kind of like the first door that opened. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I really like this. There's some things I don't like, but there's a lot of things I do like. And one of the things I loved was making other people feel good. So, you know, that company's all about making women feel good about themselves and empowering them. And that was the most amazing part of that whole journey. I did that for five years. Uh, then I was drawn towards getting my real estate license. People say like, why did you want to get your real estate license? Or why did you choose real estate? I'm like, I didn't choose real estate. It chose me <laughs> is how it felt. And I was like, I always say there's like your little path is being lit by little lights, you know, one at a time. You can't see the whole path. It's like a little light, a little light. And that was a little light. I had a girlfriend who was a real estate agent. I had lunch with her first person that I sat down, you know, to pick her brain and got my license and then um, started, started the real estate journey. And um, it was such a struggle, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and I, I feel like I've done a lot of hard things, but that was mind blowing hard. Couldn't quite get my head wrapped around how to actually do it. You think you're going to get your real estate license and sell houses, but it doesn't really work like that. Right. <laughs> you have to create your own business. And that was like, Oh, really? How, how's that going to work? I've been selling makeup. So I makeup to uh, selling somebody a house is, is quite a big leap, yeah. getting someone to trust you. So I, uh, during the financial struggle of becoming 
a successful realtor, I started a cleaning business because I've always loved to clean. And I used to clean when I was a teenager and that just kind of, uh, it started very quickly. It exploded very quickly. So I put real estate down for a little bit to grow that, you know, it was enough money that I had to hire employees and I had myself on a salary and it just, it just exploded. They always say, you know, when you connect with your purpose, it's easy. And that's how it felt. It felt very, very easy. And um, it made real estate, you know, look just magnificently hard. So I, I stuck with the cleaning for a little while and then real estate started calling my name again. So I came back to it. So I didn't set out to be a, to have a cleaning business. That was not my goal. So real estate just kept kind of rearing its ugly head, so to speak. And yeah. it just keep coming back. And I was like, okay, we'll give it another try. And I had a lot more going for me when I came back. Cause I was like, I'm financially stable, which is way more than I could say before I was doing it before, you know, when I had done it the first time. So it made sense to give it another try. And I, I connected with a fantastic company and fantastic leadership. And that made a huge difference also, and um, was able to become successful in that. And I, I still have my cleaning business. I started that back up actually, because my phone still rings for that. So, um, you know, it's grown and it's just great to have multiple sources of income. And I've realized that, you know, as I've, I've had one several different times, I've had one source of income and it's better to have several. Yeah. And, um, and now this, this little path is, is kind of like an exit on a highway. I feel like I'm like, I think I might want to take that exit and see what I have to offer. I have so much information in my head that from my own journey, that I share with people and people come in my office and ask me for inspiration and advice. People seek me out all the time. And I, that's not a coincidence that this keeps kind of coming up. Yeah. And um, now because of you, definitely, I'm starting a book and who knows what else. Yeah, so, definitely. So very exciting. So yeah. for, what, for sure, one thing is that you guys can <clears throat> join Corey's group, which is called Inspire, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you to be able to follow that and get in on all of that great advice and wisdom that she truly does have to share. And and she's done a lot of things. So she's coming from a place of being out there, what I call from the Brene Brown talk of being in the arena and being out there and really knowing what it takes to be successful. And so she's been out there fighting the good fight. And I'm excited to help you to rise up and get your voice heard because you really have such incredible things to share. And um, as we get into this, I just want to touch on one of the things that you talked about is that you went to the cleaning to give you that kind of stability. And I, I want to just encourage anybody out there that is pursuing a dream, pursuing something that they can see a better future. But sometimes we have to stick with the the thing, the bridge job that gives us the stability. Now, the trick with that is having something that gives you the ability to still do the thing that you're passionate about. If the, the job is holding you so hostage that you don't have the ability to pursue your dreams and goals, then you want to get a different kind of job that gives you the income that you need um, so that you can pursue what you need to do because that's kind of the trap that people get stuck in. Yeah. Is they, they get, they're too demanding of a job. And I have had a business also very successful, has provided us a great lifestyle. But like you and your cleaning, it's like I'm good at it and I make great money at it. It's a good security, but I just feel like there's more. And that's when I started pursuing um, direct sales also and then um, as well as doing what I do now as a personal growth mentor in this podcast and getting the information out there. 
I was going to just interject. That's so true because one of the reasons I started cleaning was because I could still answer my phone. Yes. And and work real estate because I was like, I cannot get a job because if I get a job, I'm going to have to give up my real estate career, my license, everything I've worked for. So cleaning allowed that flexibility. And I agree. It's like you have to have some kind of time where you're going to be able to work on what you're working towards because the math doesn't work if you're at at an office 40 hours a week and you have no time to pursue anything. Exactly. And I always had flexibility in my career as well, that I could do the things that I needed to do and break away when I needed to break away too. So um, that's definitely a great talk for for a, a whole other podcast for sure. But let's get into this anatomy of a goal that you thought of. And this is all her own. She sat down and thought about it for herself. This isn't her getting information from online or anything, which I just so admire because sometimes I I do get inspirations from other people and then I can compile it for my own. So I really respect your ability to already put something together in a logical way. And I pointed out some things in it, but I would like you just from your own words and then if you miss something that I found very impactful the first time I listened to it, then I'll kind of point it out for you. So you could just get going. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I think that... um, most importantly, you just need to have a goal because I, I was one of those people, actually, when I started, I didn't have goals because I felt like if I don't have a goal, I can't be disappointed. <laughs> so I think we all do that sometimes. We're That's just safe. like, you know, goals felt extremely overwhelming. I was going through a lot personally also at the time and people would ask me what my goals were. And I was like, I just, you know, I can't do it right now. Survival. But then when I do, you know, I think it's important to start these little goals, you know, start small and set a little goal, set something that's achievable for yourself mm. because the leadership and the mentorship that I was getting, unfortunately, in the very beginning of my career, they had me setting these ridiculous mm. goals. I mean, I was a brand new realtor and they were telling me, you know, you need to aim high and you should be trying to make six figures a year and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that is completely unrealistic. So what happened was, I was feeling very unsuccessful. I felt like a failure because, I mean, my goal, there was no way possible for me at that point in my life that any of that was going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm not by any means saying that no one can achieve that. But for me, I could not achieve that at that time. You know, I had to learn the hard way. I had to follow my face and eat a lot of humble pie before I realized that my goals were completely unrealistic. And that's why I felt very unsuccessful. I wasn't getting any good, solid advice on how to kind of get started. And which, I mean, now I'm thankful for that process because the, I'm the, I'm the product of all that pain, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I would hope that I could save some people from going the hard route and maybe just getting a little bit of practical advice. I'm very, very honest. And I like to, people to be honest with me. Tell me what's realistic. Yeah. I appreciate. Know, that. Don't paint this ridiculous picture of you know, wealth when that's not possible right now. So tell me what is realistic. And by doing that and setting some realistic goals, you know, you can get a sense of accomplishment. And that's what fuels you is going through this process and being like, okay, I didn't meet this goal, but I did meet this goal. Or maybe one month you meet a goal and the next month you don't, but at least you have some small successes 
to keep you going because you need some momentum when you're new at anything, I think. Yeah, quick wins for sure. You really do. Yeah. And I think having that baseline of like, Mm -hmm. can you just tell me what's average? What's the average person doing? What is normal? (laughs) Because if (laughs) you're like, okay, I know that I'm capable of a lot of things, but when you're just getting in something, if you kind of went for the average, then you could at least have enough esteem, hopefully, to think like, I can at least be average. And then, you know, I can still have those really big, amazing goals. Like I was in network marketing and I had set a goal where I wanted to be a millionaire. So every year right. that I didn't even get one step closer right. to being, I was going right. backwards. Actually, I was spending more money in that industry than I was making. Right. And so it was really confusing to my brain and my, right. I'm trying to be successful, but I'm failing. I'm going backwards. I'm not even close at all. I'm not having right. any wins. So I love that advice of just like, really what's average, set your goal there and then and then try to to exceed that. And then, you know what, you can have the big goals for the future and know that that is ultimately where you're heading. I'm still heading to millionaire status. I haven't given up on that goal. I haven't taken it down off the board. I didn't shrink my dream, but I just got realistic of like how soon you can actually make that happen. So Right. And what can I do right now? You know, yeah. what can I do right now? And um, and I also say, like, I haven't mentioned this, but I keep remembering this. Usually in the shower, you know, most brilliant thoughts are born in the shower. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but you, you know, if you if you feel like you're not meeting your goal, imagine where you had been, would be, if you didn't set a goal at all. Exactly. So we go to the gym and it's like, okay, you didn't meet your weight loss goal or you didn't meet your fitness goal, but where would you be if you hadn't gone at all? Yeah, you know true. What I mean? So there is a ton of power and there's a ton of things happening, whether you met your goal or not. So there's a lot of success, I think, that we don't count as success. Right. And that's the part that you really got to start focusing on all these little things that you're doing. And you just have to keep telling yourself that you are making progress, even though it doesn't seem like it, you are making progress. And it's hard if you're working for yourself you can be very, very lonely working for yourself and you don't have anybody telling you these things. So you have to tell yourself that you're doing a good job. Yeah. And so this is something you had in, in the original one, I had it in my notes earlier, but we could skip there now is this whole idea of really paying attention to the actions that you're taking and giving yourself kudos for the, for taking right. some action. Like if you get to the gym, if you're right. having more flexibility, if whatever little bitty win that you can mm-hmm. identify that because you took action, then right. celebrate that instead right. of always looking like here's the really far away destination that I'm heading mm-hmm. toward. And right. it feels like I'm never going to get there. So then that's when we give up, right? Then that's when our yeah, motivation is like not there at all. And we stop trying. So right. I re- one thing that you said that I would love for you to just comment on is you brought up this idea of what do you do when you're not feeling motivated to do something? And you yeah. talked about the idea of this artificial motivation. I love that. I was really disappointed to find out that motivation doesn't just strike. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you always think like, oh, I'm going to feel this and I'm going to feel excited. And there's a whole lot of days that you do not feel excited. And if you're suffering from, if you're locked up with fear, you're having any anxiety or you're depressed. And I mean, you have to remember while you're on this quest, life is happening around you right. and there's laundry and there's sick kids and there's True. all these things happening and there's bills that you're not able to pay because you're not making money. Right. <laughs> so it's like, all it feels like everything is against you. Exactly. So of course you're not going to feel like getting up and doing, taking action. 
right. because nothing is working in your life. So I, I call it, I just literally made up that artificial, you know, artificial motivation because what I notice is when I'm feeling low and I don't feel like doing anything, I tell myself, just do one thing, yeah. just do one thing. And then you do one thing and then you go, Oh, that felt pretty good. I think I'm going to do another thing. And then you, you create this momentum for yourself. So it's not motivation just doesn't come. You have to create it sometimes. And if you want to be successful and you want to be, you know, you want to reach your goals, you're going to have to do stuff that when you don't feel like it, Exactly. you're not going to feel like it. So it's kind of like, accept it, realize you're not going to love it and do it anyway. And then you, you do start to love it. And it's very, very interesting. And I've, I've tried to teach my kids that because, you know, teenagers are notorious for like, I don't feel like it, you know, right. and they're, they're kind of waiting to feel like it. Yeah. And I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's not, the mood is not going to strike you to clean your room. It's just right. not because you don't want to do it. Yeah. It's so just human nature, right? You have to pretend. You have exactly. to pretend. I love <laughs> yeah. that. And it's like, that's where that discipline comes in where so even just like you said, doing, we're not motivated to do things we have to do in life, much right. less the things that don't really matter if we don't do it. We just don't get to live our dreams, but right. we don't have to do that. Now, some, at some point you have to do the dishes <laughs> or right. you, or right. if you're, if you get too out of shape or too heavy or medically, you have to start right. exercising. So I like to think of it as these tiny little steps of making it such a small success that it's so easy and tiny for you to do. And I've read about this in a book somewhere. So it's like, I'm just going to empty the top of the dishwasher. And that's all. And then once you get going, it's easier. Like, okay, I guess I'll do the bottom. It's not as bad as I imagined. Exactly. You know what else I do? Unloading the dishwasher is something I don't enjoy doing either. So I timed it. So any, I've learned for myself, if I can make it a game, it's fun. Yeah. So I timed it one day and I realized, I found out it took me seven minutes to unload the dishwasher. And so now it's like, honestly, do you really not have seven minutes? Exactly. It's or seven I, minutes. Exactly. I started playing a game of, okay, while the coffee's brewing, usually yes. I'm doing nothing. So I can unload the dishwasher while the coffee's brewing. And if I can right. get it done in that time, I've been very efficient and feel really good. So Absolutely. I agree. Playing games with yourself is amazing. Adults are no different than children. We we like games. You know, if you can be, if you can entertain yourself and get something accomplished, you might as well enjoy it. So. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. that's what it takes, right? So yeah. that was the first, a kind of just talking about like the desire and setting that goal mm-hmm. what you call mm-hmm. desire is the anatomy of a goal desire is number one and we'll right. make a worksheet that they can kind of go through for themselves and then um number two is decision so you know desire is the fun part because we all have desires and it's so it, i mean we all have ideas and you that's like the ooh, this feels amazing and i'm so excited the decision part is like where the rubber meets the road. Are you going to really, really make a decision that you're going to commit to this and do it? And they say all things happen with all things begin with a decision. Every single thing begins with a decision because, and women are, are so good at this. Like they say when a woman's fed up, like, no, really, when we have met our threshold right. and we fed up our mind, there's literally nothing you can say to us to stop us. Right. So that's the kind of decision you need to make. Not the, I don't know. That is, you know, if you're going back and forth, you haven't made a decision. Mm-hmm. You have not. You have to decide one way or the other. And they they actually say, and I've heard this before, the absolute worst thing you can do is do nothing at all. True. So if you do the wrong thing, it doesn't matter. You did something. And that will lead you to something else. So you have to do something. You have to decide. Totally. And I just did a yeah. podcast about that. Like, 
mm-hmm. about commitment. And one of the right. things that for me, it's you make a decision and then you make that decision right. It doesn't matter when you make the decision if you know exactly what it's going to take. It doesn't right. matter if you know all the answers right now. You just make that decision and you commit to that decision. And I, then it also made me think of the quote from from um, Yoda, which is, there is no try. There is only do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I right. can't say it in a Yoda voice, but you know, I think most of us know that. So you talked yeah. about that and that part about how we don't always have to know what's ahead. And it's maybe a good thing right. that we You're don't. You're not going to know. So yeah. just be in love. And I know people that get in serious, have a serious problem making a decision because mm-hmm. they want to know. You are not going to know. So yeah. you need to accept that up front. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Just you have to go into it not knowing. Mm-hmm. You're, it is what it is. Yeah, because if we You're look back know. and people told us, <laughs> Like both of us were in the military. So if people had told us what it was going to be like in boot camp and oh, how life was going to be. It. Yeah, we wouldn't. And <laughs> and there's so many things in life. Like if somebody had told you exactly as much as you try to ask questions and prepare yourself so you know what's ahead. If somebody mm-hmm. told you the price that you're going to have to pay, likely you would never do it. But then being naive about what's ahead, sometimes your excitement of getting started mm-hmm. can help you in that not knowing is actually a yeah. good thing too. It's absolutely so it's to your benefit. Not, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So that's awesome. So that's number two is that decision you have to commit. And so then this is kind of like the action stuff after the decision right. is the commitment part. Right. So you've made your decision and you've made your commitment, which means you're going to stick to your guns no matter what. And your actions are, you know, all the things you're going to do that, that you know of, you know, and you don't know a lot and that's okay, but you have a lot of great ideas. So just trust yourself because I, I noticed for me, that was a huge part of my problem was that I just didn't have the confidence. So it's okay. You know, you're not going to have a lot of confidence in your ideas, but write them down because they're all good. Like some of them are going to go away and some of them are going to come to fruition, but you want to keep up with those ideas and realize that, um, you know, the actions is really what's going to take you where you're going. So you've got to take action I actually did a little self-evaluation on my part, on myself. I'll just use this as an example. I was, when I turned 40, I was like, oh, I wanted to have a six pack when I turned 40. And I think I failed somewhere in the action phase. (laughs) So it was like crystal clear. It's like, oh, I had the desire, you know, that's not the problem. The problem is you didn't do anything to get there. So you you can very much, you know, see, see that picture. But when it comes to bigger things, you're like, why is this not happening for me? It's not happening for you because you didn't do anything. Right. And if you don't know what you're supposed to do, then you need to find out. And that's your action. And I think that's a big piece too, because you don't know and that's okay. Yeah. But everybody who's ever done anything doesn't know. I mean, there's not a single person on this planet who said, I'm going to be a pilot and they know how to be a pilot. Right. They know nothing. You go through the process. They have to go to the school or they have to enroll in the class and they have to find out how much it costs. So there's all these steps that you have to take and and um, just don't be intimidated by that because that's the, the the scariest, but also the most rewarding part is the actions. Totally. And that's yeah. what it's so what I'm hearing you say is you just have to commit to taking right. action. And yeah. and then one thing that you had said that really struck me that I think we forget about is that the rewards is in the hard stuff. On yes. the first time I heard you, the wo- rewards are in the hard stuff. So we try to do only the easy things in the moment we hit something hard. We're like, oh, I don't think God wants this for me. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I can't do it. And yeah. But, you know, that's honestly, it's when you go through it 
that is when you become who you need to become to have the rewards that that brings. And then right. another thing that goes right into the next part, which you called tracking, is uh -huh. that sometimes we think we're doing so much and we get this idea of like frustration that we're not achieving what we want to achieve. But if we were truly tracking it, we would see right. what we are and are not doing. And we can really look realistically at it because I remember – for eight years, I was in a network marketing company, and I felt like we worked really hard in that. But if I were really to break it down, the mm -hmm. work, not what I was thinking about it, dreaming about it, hoping for, you know, planning for, but actual work was yeah. not not much. And that's why we didn't have the results. And so this uh -huh. whole tracking idea. So what do you want to talk about about tracking? So your brain is very, very good at tricking it tricking you into thinking you've done a whole lot of work and you've done a whole lot of stuff. But the reality is, like you said, it's like you need to really take a good look at what you have done, not what you've thought about and the great ideas you had. Cause I'm an idea machine. Okay. I can write a, I can write a book of ideas, but what did I actually do? Yeah. Did I, did I purchase those? Did I mail those postcards? Did I deliver that candy with my cards in it? Did I give out any cards? Who did I talk to? How did I create new business? Those are actions. I actually did this for February. It was kind of like a perfect example is, you know, I had a lot of ideas for this year. I did a lot of brainstorming. Brainstorming's my favorite phase of the whole thing. But then of course that January was kind of a lot of brainstorming. February was like, you know what you need to do. So get out there and start doing it. I didn't really create a whole lot of business yet but I took a whole lot of action. So that's what I can feel good at the end of the month because I can look at my paper and I can see all the things that I've done because I've crossed them off and I made notes and like, here's the evidence that I worked, you know, and that's what you need. You need actual data, not just how do you feel? Well, you're going to feel good if you didn't do anything because you're just right. like, oh, I have so many great ideas. And, and I told all these people, no, don't, you know, let's talk more action. Totally. Unfortunately, yeah. is what get, gets it done. Yeah. And um, I, I liked when you, so I, I got us a little, it doesn't really matter, I guess, what order you go in. It's just like mm -hmm. these are the, the parts of it, right? Yes. So um, one thing is about the action that we didn't talk about that you have in here is about defining what yes. you need to be doing. Yeah. So you need to break it down, you know, into achievable steps. Um, you have your big goal and, you know, I like to look at things at 30 days at a time, you know, and I like to say, okay, this is, you know, of course it boils down to money. How much money can you spend? Cause some of these actions that you're going to take are going to cost money. So depending on your budget, you can only do so many things. So I usually have a free section and a, you know, like these things are free. These just require me getting out there. Yeah. These things cost money, yeah. you know, so you can break it down. And I just work from a list and, and you really need to define exactly what you're going to do. And it needs to be measurable in some way. And if you get a piece of business from it or you have a success, you know, make sure you write that down because you need to know what's working also. And that's part of tracking. It's like, if you don't know where your business is coming from, you won't know where to keep spending money or what to keep doing. So, so that's true. the tracking is like really, really important. Yeah, definitely. And I think one thing that kind of goes along with that is when we are looking toward other people that maybe have success in the industry. And mm -hmm. so we look to them to tell us exactly what to do. Whereas right. we talked about this earlier in just our chit chat conversation before mm -hmm. this is we all are also unique. We all have something right. so unique. And so 
don't get so focused on, I have to do exactly what that person did. You're a different person. You're an individual. So don't be afraid of your own great ideas. And like you said, capturing those ideas and writing those down, especially when you're in the beginning and you're really new and excited before everybody else is trying to tell you like, no, that's not going to work because nobody else has ever done that. Write that down. I've done some things that nobody did. And when I was a new agent, I was so worried how that would be received. And it was received so well. I mean, I got phone calls like I've never seen this before. You know, so don't be afraid. I don't care what industry you're in. Don't be afraid to break away from industry standards. Because if you work for yourself and you're an entrepreneur, there are no standards. Right. <laughs> you are the standard. Yeah. So be yourself and create your own standard. And when you're new, what happens is you do, you tend to go to other people and you're looking to emulate them. And that's yeah. not terrible. But there's also 110 different ways to do things and you need to just don't be afraid to do them. Don't be afraid to try them because um, it's interesting. Some of the things that I've done, I've seen other people start to do. So it's like, you know, you're just you're just finding your path and there's no wrong way to do it. Yeah, there's no action. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Like you said something which I thought was brilliant. You said, "Uh, I am my own experiment. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, You're always your own experiment because no one can be you. Mm-hmm. So first of all, as an entrepreneur, you don't need to worry about anybody copying you because they can't. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can be you. I can't be you, Rebecca. You can't be me. Right. So therefore you have the freedom to share everything you know, because honestly, no one can be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you look at yourself, I think when I tell myself I'm my own experiment, that makes it more fun. Because then you realize like you're, you're on a path of self-discovery and that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It's, you never, ever know what you're going to discover the next day or something that you didn't know you could do or something that you like, I mean, even this right here was not part of my goals this year. This right. is not part of my plan. So that's what's exciting about it. That's the most exciting stuff is when you discover something and go, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and this, this was all born from an idea that I wanted to teach a class on Facebook, which I did. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting. Right. <laughs> you know, So, uh, you know, just look at yourself as an experiment. I do that when I'm trying to, you know, learn something new about my fitness, my diet, uh, anything, you know, like you're, you're just a specimen. And you can literally put yourself through any kind of experiment you want to, any torture you want to, um, and just see how you respond. Everybody's different. Yeah. So it's like the difference between committing to the end result and doing what it takes and taking action to get to the end result, but then being really open and flexible and allowing yourself to go through the process. So you're not committed to the process as much as you're committed to the end result. And the process can shift and change and it can evolve as you learn and grow. Because when we do something, then we have the capacity to understand something at a deeper level. And and so that's the journey, right? Is when we do- I'm so moved by what you're saying because it's, I really struggled with that. It was like, you, when you're a very determined person, you, you have a hard time seeing, being flexible, right? You're like, this is my goal though. And I was so <laughs> stubborn that I was pretty much willing to ruin myself to reach my yeah. goal. Like, I don't care what it takes. I've never failed. I'm not going to fail. It's not an option. And then you take a step back and you realize like, oh my goodness, there, there might be another way to go about this. 
Yeah. And then you, when you start to look at yourself on a higher level as a human being, and there's way more at play than just this goal you set out for yourself. Uh, there's, like I said, there's all these exits and there's all these amazing things that are happening, but you have to stay a little bit flexible so you can take some of those exits. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to miss, you're missing the process and the yeah. process is the best part. Yeah. It's not the goal, you know, it's the process. Totally. And yeah. um, that was something that you had said in that original talk that you said, and this may- moved me. So thank you, because mm-hmm. I struggle with this, is that you are not your goal. Right. And right. you are a whole person, you said. Right. And I just was like almost crying when you said yeah. that, because I remember so many years that I felt like until I achieved that goal, success, millionaire status, right. influence, whatever it was, that I was less of a person. And I was getting to that goal. And that goal was what was going to make me the person that I needed to be. And right. that was so moving to me that you recognize that because people don't talk about that. They don't talk about the, they talk about the hustle and they talk about the commitment and they, but they don't talk about that. You're a whole perfect person every breath that you take, that you don't need that achievement to make you more. Right. Yeah, you're already complete right now. This is just something you're doing because you have a desire to do something. I mean, we all have desires to do something. But, I mean, if you left this planet tomorrow, you are a beautiful, whole, already amazing person. So I had to realize that, too, because it's like, you know, you can run yourself into the ground. I mean, people drop dead from work in this country. (laughs) We teach the hustle. Yeah. Teach the hustle. But at what cost? What did you miss? You missed your kids. You missed this. You missed that. You missed so many amazing experiences because you're putting all this pressure on yourself. And I, I know, I mean, I, I put myself in the hospital. (laughs) I really did. And that, that, you know, that's a whole nother podcast, as you would say. (laughs) I mean, it, it, it had me take a step back. And so now I'm really careful about what I, what I do, what I seek out, how I take care of myself. And I mean, you know, my mom said it best. She said, well, none of it matters if you're not here. And I was like, ouch, (laughs) you know, it's funny, but not funny. I mean, honest to goodness, you, your work is not who you are. Your goals are not who you are. You are. And I heard that in a motivational speech one time, somebody said, real estate is what I do. It's not who I am. You know, and I was like, you're right. I'm, you know, this is just something, this is my current uh, vehicle for making money and money is just a tool. Right. That's it. It's not who I am. So I think it's really, really important. That's one thing that I always want to, uh, anybody who comes to me for inspiration, I want them to know how amazing they are. You know, we all are in our own right. And if you think about what you came into this world with, you didn't have goals when you got here. Right. You were just a perfect little, you know, being. Right. And that's that's all that really matters. So the rest is just the, the game that we're going to play while we're here. Right. Yeah. That's it. I, so. love, I love that so much because I did. I, I hustled and I worked and I used to take pride in being busy. And, right. And now I know, like, true success is having peace and freedom and ease and flow. And so making decisions. And so your last thing is um, reevaluate and realign. So if 
for me, before you get into your part of that, I just think whatever we need to do to reevaluate and realign to stay happy with right. what we're pursuing and stay right. empowered, then we're going to be so much more effective at whatever we're trying to do. And we're going to be happy along the way. So we're not waiting to get to that destination. Then I'll be happy. Right. And that's unfortunately, it, it seems like, I mean, you can go in the bookstore, or you can go online and everyone is seeking happiness. Mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody is like, how do I get more happy? How do I get more happy? How do I get more happy? And it's, it, it becomes like this quest. Well, but it's happening right now. Yeah. It's happening right in this moment. So I've had to learn that also, you know, I'm not, I'm not special. I'm not unique. I've had to go through all this hard stuff to get to this point. And I, um, the realignment is super important. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it gets to be unfortunate in a way I'm so evolved or so not evolved, but self-aware mm-hmm. that I can't be out of alignment right. <laughs> because as soon as I am, I'm like, this doesn't feel good. Right. It's not right. It's not right. And then I have to take a step back. So it's, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I do miss my, my little naive bubble in a way <laughs> of just kind of like float around, you know, everything's peachy keen, but I know better now. So, yeah. um, if I get out of whack and my life gets out of balance, I can feel it and it's not good. So, you know, but being in flow, oh my gosh, I have moments where I'm so happy. I literally start to cry just by myself. I'm just like, I have no idea why I'm so happy right now. Just the energy of being in the moment and being joyful and, you know, and not not a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need new clothes. Yeah. I need new tires. I'm a regular person just like everybody else. Right. You know, um, but it's about being right now and the the rest is just the icing. Yeah. You know. Totally, fun. totally. And yeah. and that is something that I had heard from um Gabby Bernstein, I think, is when she mm-hmm. talked about not being in a pushing energy and that anytime what, what that we're pushing, pushing, we're creating resistance instead right. of allowing and just releasing and letting go and being mm-hmm. doing it because it feels good and um it's so amazing. And then I, I just want to end with well reiterating the the different steps and we'll make a worksheet for you with like an intriguing question to help you to to do the worksheet and do the work for yourself to figure out your plan to, to create your goal. But um, the number one was desire. And then we talked about the decision. We talked about you have to commit to that decision. And that's where the action begins. But you also have to have a detailed defined plan in order for you to to know what you need to do, what actions you need to take. Because sometimes we get stuck in that oh, I'm just so excited and I know I want to go here, but I have no idea how to do it. And so you stay in like the groundhog day of sameness, like nothing changes. And then you're like, but I'm I'm trying, but you're not really taking the actions you need to. I've totally been there speaking from experience. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've been trying for three years on certain yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then after you define it, you know what you need to do, then you can take action. And then it's measuring yourself by the actions that you're taking. And then find ways to track what you're doing so you can hold yourself accountable to the actions that you're taking or not taking and right. reward yourself along the way. And then reevaluate and realign when it doesn't feel good. It's time to take a step back, um, take a rest, enjoy your life instead of getting into that pushing energy. So I would like to end on you sharing your story about putting your goals. You regularly had a habit of putting your goals out there and you made a declaration. You called it declarations. And I would love for you to just share that story. I think it's amazing story. 
Yeah, it is. It, it gives me goosebumps because I think, wow, you don't, none of us knows our own power, first mm-hmm. of all. So um, I had started this thing called uh, Declaration Cards. I think I learned it from Joel Osteen. It's a book. He has like 31 declarations or something like that. I didn't read the book. I just saw the title and I went, that's a good idea. So I got six <laughs> cards. Short letter. <laughs> I wrote down some declarations of things that I wanted to see happen in my life. And I put the cards away. I didn't really, you know, I wrote some things down and I put the cards away. One of the things I had wrote was that I wanted to professionally speak to a group of women. And I think it was declaration number 17 rings a bell. <laughs> so wow. I, I, every once in a while I would look at the cards and I was going through the cards, you know, and I was like, I looked at that one and I was like, that's a stupid, I don't even know where that came from. And I tore it in half, threw it in the trash and kept it moving. And uh, I don't know, a couple of days later, somebody at work said, um, called me a fellow realtor and she's like, Hey, Corey, I'm part of this group, you know, and they're looking for a speaker. And I know you do some professional organizing and I wanted to see if you would come talk to them. And I was like, absolutely. I would love to, who said that? Like, I'm like, who said that? (laughs) I'm not one for public speaking. Um, so, or never have been. And so, uh, she was like, okay, that's awesome. I'll let them know. And they called me and the whole time I'm not remembering the card. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to speak to a group of women about organization, but I love organizing. So that should be cool. I love women. That should be cool. Okay. So I got, I was on my way home and I remembered the cards and I remembered I had written it down and I was like, oh my gosh, came inside, went straight to my, I don't know. I'm like, I threw the trash out though. Like not just out, but like out to the dumpster out. (laughs) And I was like, oh, bummer. Went in my room but I moved the trash can and the card had fallen behind the trash can and it was yeah. still there. So it'd been there for weeks, probably. I don't know, but it was just unbelievable. Took the card out and I was, I taped it back together because I was like, Whoa, <laughs> that just gave me you know? goosebumps. And, and you must um, be careful when manifesting. <laughs> right. And, and you spoke to a group of what you said about 75 it women. It was about 75 people. I have never given a public speech in my entire life. Right. Um, I was so welcomed. They introduced me. I had a um, business label at that time called House Ready. That was my original business name when I was doing staging and organizing. I hadn't done any cleaning yet. And um, they invited me and they in, they introduced me. Corey Noble is here with House Ready. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? You know, like, how is this happening? And um, they invited me up to the front of the room and I stood behind a podium and there was a microphone and I was like, this is really Cool. And I actually said on the mic, I think the first thing I said on the microphone was I've never used a microphone before. And I was like, but I really, really like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of like the beginning of uh, my desire to speak. So and, uh, cool. But I mean, this yeah. is the thing that I want um, the listeners to hear and take away mm-hmm. is that you can't hide from your purpose. God no, knitted yeah. you together in a particular way. Yeah. And and the way that we do hide it and avoid it is is trying to stay in survival mode and never taking a right. risk or an action, being intentional. Right. But also, it, it's about trying to be something that you're not and not ever aligning with who you are and right. always trying to be somebody else instead of just being in that energy of feeling good and in right. flow and ease and happiness right. because when we are that person and we're doing things that we enjoy and we're good at, then we are in alignment with who God created us to be. And Absolutely. so, and fear is really all that holds you back 
from becoming what you're meant to be. I mean, I think we're all meant to be many, many things, but for me, I can definitely say it was fear and then confidence. And as my confidence has grown, I mean, my goodness, I feel like uh, I can do whatever comes to mind pretty much. But I mean, even the beginning of this year, this was not a thing, you know, like, or even writing a book, that's not a thing. Like, I don't even know where to start. Now I'm just like, luckily I learned a lot of things. And so I can help, yeah. I can help show you what I know. And, and that's the good thing too, is when we get into new realms, then we can find mentors and people that can help right. us to, to find our way that we don't always have to go at it alone and make all the mistakes that we can ask questions. Yeah. And- the teachers in your life will arrive. Yeah. I mean, I promise you, if you take a step of a, a step of faith, um, the right people arrive in your life to take you where you're going Absolutely. and you're not going to do it alone. It's, it's unbelievable. The people that step into your life. Right. A long time ago, I, I remember always hearing this saying that when the student is ready, the teacher mm-hmm. appears the teacher arrives. Yep, and so right. it really is true. So any of you guys out there that you're like, this sounds great, but I still don't know. You just have to start asking yourself questions of what feels good, what you like, what you enjoy and right. do more of that. That's, all that it is. So when it comes to goals, if we are trying to pursue goals that we're not in alignment with, then you're just working in vain. So just make sure that whatever goals that you're choosing feel good, that it's things you want to spend time doing that you're excited about and you're motivated to take action because it's something that feels good. And um, so I, I just so thank you for sharing your Mm -hmm. perspectives on these kinds of things. I look forward to um, hearing more from you. I hope that everybody will go and um, click that link to get on your Facebook group, Inspire, and just know that Corey has a ton of great things, and she's just scratching the surface. She's going to be so excited to give, and so we definitely want to to get in on that and and follow her journey to her book or speaking or whatever is ahead for her, for sure, so... I know I'm here to be a resource for you. So thanks so much. I Thank really you. Appreciate it's it. so fun. I appreciate it. And that's the thing. It's like, this is so fun. This is so easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's journey. Like it's my journey, but it's also, it's really exciting to be part of anyone's journey. Yeah. Like to have a little bitty piece of anyone's journey is really, really incredible. It is. It's so rewarding. And I think that that's truly how we're knitted together is that everything that we do in life should include other people because it's not just about us. Right. And so um, everything that we're good at, too, I like to say your giftings were given to you, but they're not for you. They're for other people. And so it just feels really good to be able to be in that space of giving and serving. And so we hope that this served you guys all today and um, definitely join us next time. And so. Until next time, shine bright and make a difference.